0: Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden or boxes to check than a deeply personal connection with our Creator. We are also surrounded with messages that tell us that our value is in our ability to get things done, while at the same time saying that we as women shouldn't stand out or draw attention to ourselves. My name is Emily Lewis, and you're listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. For 26 years of my life, I felt like it was my responsibility to keep God happy by doing all the things. I was desperate to be good and to belong. So I exhausted myself by checking the boxes and squeezing myself into the expectations of what others and what I thought God wanted from me. But when I learned that God loves me unconditionally and with radical grace, that allowed me to let go of toxic relationships with the church and myself. Now as a beloved daughter of God, a wife, a mom, a kids ministry pastor, a speaker, and a worthiness coach, I am confidently living the life that God meant for me. I'm here to help you overcome beliefs that are no longer serving you so that you too can live a well-rested life, ask for what you want, confidently expect to receive what you're worth, and have deep, authentic relationships with God, yourself, and others. When you are grounded in God's grace and own who he says you already are, it opens up the door for the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I'm Emily Lewis, and I'm so glad you're here, friend. Hey there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode on the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you for hanging out with me, for pushing play, for just spending some time with me, it is so fun um, that I get to be in your ears as you're going about your day and talking about today, acceptance. Is God's acceptance of you unconditional? Does God accept you right where you're at? Because there is a reel I posted recently where someone is talking about how it's a lie that God accepts us as we are. And he goes on to talk about how if God accepts us as we are, then Jesus basically died for no reason. And then the implication is that we won't change and we won't grow if God accepts us as we are, because he is interested in our flourishing and us being basically the best version of ourselves. And I agree with part of that message because God does want us to flourish. God does chip away at rough edges. God does transform us. But it absolutely starts with radical acceptance of who you are right now, with your past, with your future, with your Um, flaws, with your imperfections, with the pieces of your heart that you're terrified to let anyone else see. He accepts you with all of that without reservation. He's not like, "Mm, I think I could probably do something with that person. I'm going to accept them with the hope that I can fix them up. Does God heal and mend? Absolutely. But he's not looking at you like you're a project. God actually likes you and loves you for you, not just your potential. God loves you and likes you for you, not just your potential. Now, why does this matter? It matters first because it actually goes against the gospel when we say that God doesn't accept us as we are. It gives the implication that there's so much work to be done on us that maybe we're not worthy of being accepted. Um, it is flies in the face, actually, um, of Jesus accepting us. Jesus has made us accepted in the beloved. I don't remember where that verse is, but he has literally made us accepted and brought us into the family of God regardless of who we are. And if we don't believe that at a soul level, at a foundational level, what happens is we end up striving and trying to prove that we are good enough to be accepted. It can start us on a track of wondering when we're going to mess up so bad that We're no longer in good with God or the crowd or the church or you name it. It breeds insecurity and that breeds a toxic relationship when it is not secure, especially with Almighty God. Now that doesn't mean that he isn't to be feared or that he isn't to be reverenced, But we know when we know that we are safe and secure first with him, it allows us to come fully authentically as ourselves without hiding parts of us because we're afraid or ashamed of something that we've done that is wrong or something maybe that we've been conditioned to believe is less than about ourselves. So it is critical for transformation, actually, that we start from a place of belonging and radical acceptance. When we say, I am accepted by God, we are not saying, oh, that means I don't ever have to change. That means I can just stay the same or God, you know, God doesn't mind if I just bring this sin with me. This isn't a dismissal. Of the problem of sin. This isn't a dismissal of abuse, or this isn't a dismissal of sin. And this isn't us saying, oh, we'll just, you know, leave everybody the same. We're all fine. We're just, oh, you're fine. I'm fine. Like, it's not that. But it points to the fact that we as Christians have still some unfortunate. Beliefs around love and the power of love to affect change. When we welcome people, regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they look like, regardless, completely regardless, and unconditionally noting again safety and um, not setting ourselves up for reconciliation with abusers or people who are. Know, not safe. There's still boundaries. There's still room for boundaries. But when we accept the people that we judge hard and say, hey, you're welcome in our circle too, like maybe the misfits, then we can all recognize that we're all a misfit and we're welcoming other people in rather than saying, ooh, you know, I'm not sure about this. God's got to change that in you. And God's got to transform this in me. And I'm a little bit off topic, but I think it's time for a chat with the church too. That we are not making it seem like people have to reform in order for them to be inside our doors. It's love at arm's length to say, oh, I love you, but I don't accept you. And that's not how God operates. God isn't like, "Ooh, I I love you, but we got to you know, deal with this before I'll welcome you inside my home." No, he welcomes you inside his home first. Hey there, friend. I am so excited to tell you about a brand new opportunity for you to get coaching with me. This is an exclusive offer that I am inviting the six to eight women to do this year for 2023. Now it is for one-on-one coaching with me for 10 months. This is something that I have never offered before, but I really feel God pulling me in this direction to go deep with a handful of women who are really ready to feel powerfully connected to God, to feel confident and not be shaken by their circumstances, their performance, their past, their fears or insecurities, and who want to overcome the feelings of less than in like every area of their lives. So my other programs focus on giving you the tools to Navigate these on your own. And that is so valuable. And I've worked in shorter containers to help you in maybe one of these areas at a time. And where this opportunity is unique is we're going to work together. Individually, one on one, for 10 months together to really give you a solid foundation of breakthrough and transformation, of connection to God that maybe you've not experienced in a long time or never had. And you can go forward with all of the tools in your belt that you need and the security and knowing that you are so valuable and worthy of the things that you desire and the calling that God has placed on your life. So if you know that this is for you, please go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching, put your name and email address there, and I will reach out to you personally and have a conversation with you and make sure that this is the right next step um, for you in your season in your life i'm so excited i cannot wait to see who is part of this and who i get to come alongside in this capacity for 2023 again go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching This is going to be your year. This is your year for transformation, for foundation, and for growth. I cannot wait to watch you step into this and embody the power and confidence and worth of who God says that you already are. If you're feeling pulled toward this, or your heartbeat is racing, this is for you. You are the woman that I've opened this coaching opportunity for. So get in on it. I can't wait to see you inside. You know, I can't talk about or think about this topic without thinking about the parable of the prodigal son, because it's such a beautiful illustration of the radical acceptance of the father that Jesus gives us. Because when we see the younger son come metaphorically like crawling back after he's wasted everything after he treated his father like a brat, like a jerk, he's like give me my inheritance now and he goes off and wastes it and he comes crawling back with a speech rehearsed, you know, when when we're so nervous and we're like have to go face something And we kind of like prepare what we're going to say in our head. It's going to come out just perfectly, just so. And he's like, man, maybe if I just say it just right, he'll let me back as a servant. And he doesn't even get a word out before the father is running to him. His father doesn't grill him or ask him if he plans to be different. Like, hey, I love you, but you you can't be on the property or sure, you could be a servant. Let's do this test period here um, for seeing, you know, if you're good enough or not. He doesn't like look at him with suspicion. He's not side-eyeing his son. No, he, like I said, he runs to him. He clothes him and he throws a party for him. And this is so radical and so uncomfortable that the older brother who has spent however long the younger son was gone, he spent all that time trying to basically earn and prove and strive his way into the father's approval. And the father's like, Hey, all of this has been yours too, but you didn't avail yourself of that. And that is exactly what I think, like going back to speaking to the church on this, like this is where I think the church often plays that older brother role. Where we're critical of the younger brother and we're like, yo, I've been you know, following all the rules. Don't I get a party? And the father's like, yeah, you could have a party anytime, but you didn't. You were just too busy in the field being better than your brother and being resentful and trying to like, earn something when it was all, all here, available for you. And that younger son is accepted fully and it doesn't go on to talk about it, but I'm guessing that his life was transformed because of this display of love and acceptance by his father. Cause saying that we are accepted does not deny the power of God to transforms us, to transform us. It lets our weary selves fall into his arms it lets us rest in grace without wondering if we've done enough or if we've checked enough boxes today or if we've changed who we are enough. Like not mocking that God transforms and changes. I am so thankful that God is in the new creation business. So incredibly thankful. But the first piece of that story in my life and in my clients' lives is being accepted, knowing that we're already worthy loved, welcomed, when we feel safe, then we can kind of let down the shell that we're wearing or the mask that we have on and truly let God's love and healing into our hearts because it has to start from the inside out. Otherwise it is just behavior modification. It is us just trying to muster it up. And in order to change, in order to grow, in order to be healed and transformed, it starts from the heart. It starts on the inside, and that always starts with safety. And when I say safety, I mean security, knowing that we're not, you know, going to be experiencing the cold shoulder from God or um, abandonment or the hammer falling or lightning, you know, coming down from the sky when we you know, do something that was on the bad list or is legitimately wrong. When we are afraid of those things, it damages and almost makes impossible a loving, safe relationship with God. So that's why we have to start with safety. We have to start with security. And if God's acceptance of us is only... Looking at you as a project or someone to get potential out of, that's not safety. That's a performative, I have to do all these things in order for God to like me thing. And safety is closely tied to trust. When we know that God has our back, when we know that God is faithful, and that he lovingly cares for us, then we can trust the process. We can trust when he says, hey, this is not good for you. This is not good for your brothers and sisters and neighbors. Then we can trust what he is saying to us and fully obey what he is asking us to do out of a place of love. Because we know we are radically loved and cared for. Not because we're worried that if we don't change, or if we don't fix this thing about ourselves, that we will be somehow out. There are so many of us, and probably all of us to some degree, whether consciously or subconsciously, who are shying away from true authenticity and raw intimate relationship with God because we are ashamed of part of our story part of who we are something that we've done something that we've thought or a desire that we have and we hold back because we're afraid of the judgment but what if we could change that narrative? What if we could say, I'm coming and I'm bringing my baggage with me. I'm coming and I am willing to be loved. Maybe I'm not ready to open that suitcase yet, but I'm willing. I'm willing to come if you're sure that I'm welcome. Like I don't have to leave part of me at the door. And then there's some of us too who have been leaving part of us at the door in order to feel accepted we've been leaving shameful parts of ourselves or just not even acknowledging parts of ourselves that we are embarrassed by or feel less than because of and if we've been chucking them at the door we've been like ooh you know i'm not going to let others see this ish i'm not going to let anyone else know Who I am, or what my fears are, or what my desires are, or what my, you know, anxiety is, or whatever it is, we can be leaving that at the door, putting a mask over it, hoping that nobody else knows. And this is not acceptance. This is, if we're not welcome with all of our stuff, not that we have to be flinging it everywhere. Um, Though you guys have heard me talk about it before, especially in navigating a new church community. Like part of me just wants to go in and fling poo and just be like, is everybody still okay? Like, am I still okay here? Am I still welcome here? Even if I like word vomit, sorry, poo and vomit. There you go. Even if I throw all of this stuff out and basically act like a toddler. Am I still welcome here? Like part of me wanted to test the limits of other people's love and acceptance of me in order to see if if I'm really okay. Am I really safe here? And with God, you really are. Sometimes we, his people, we get it wrong. And that is not a pass, but that is something that we need to grow in for sure. But if you're allowed to dump all of your suitcases out and show God and he'll be like, yeah, I know, I know. And I knew all along and I loved you anyway and I brought you in anyway. I let you be part of all of this anyway. It is so healing and it is so freeing to know that we are held no matter what. Please know next time you see a message that says, God loves you, but he doesn't accept you or some kind of version of that. Know that it is not scripturally true and you do not have to believe it anymore. You can just say, oh, hmm, maybe that belief served me once. But it doesn't serve me now, and I'm going to release it. I am going to choose to believe something better about God and how he views me. And that is where we start to heal and repair and find wholeness, is in the safety of being radically accepted. Because I want you to walk away from this episode feeling lighter feeling more open in your communication to God that you could literally tell him anything that you could voice it. You could put pen to paper. You could tell a trusted friend, you could tell a therapist or a coach and be real and be raw about what's going on inside of you. Like I hope that you walk away just with the desire to connect to God on a deeper level because we are radically accepted, because we belong, because of our belovedness. And this is the power of God's love to transform because it starts with security. It starts with love. It starts with knowing and operating in the belief that we have been welcomed in and made worthy to be there. Thank you again so much for hanging out with me. This has been stirring inside of me for a while and it just needed to come out. And I needed to encourage you that when you see those messages, you don't have to let them take up any more real estate in your life, in your heart, or in your relationships. If this is something that has been a theme throughout your life, or you've noticed where you shrink back or you hold back in your relationships and you don't own your worthiness and you don't operate in this powerful spot of security, I would love to support you. This is why I do coaching is to literally help people go from trying to prove to owning their worth so that you can thrive and confidently be yourself. If this is something that you're feeling pulled towards or your heart rate you know, sped up and you're like, maybe I could finally get freedom over this thing, or I could have the deep relationship with God that I want. Hit me up on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching. Put your name and your email address in there, and then I will reach out to you that way. I can't wait to see you flourishing and getting breakthrough in this area so that you can thrive in your relationship with God, yourself, and others. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and I will talk to you here again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, or you heard a nugget that you needed, I invite you to share it with a friend. Who else relates and would be blessed by today's episode? And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered to own their worth too. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day and remember there is nothing you can do to add or take away from your worth and there is nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you any less.